You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review for Thursday, August 25th. I'm Portia Cook. And I'm Kira McKinley. And you're tuned into KCSU Fort Collins. On today's show, Kira McKinley goes over campus news with updates on resources for sexual assault survivors. Then Portia covers local news updates on the monkeypox vaccine. Portia then goes over entertainment news with details on the return of Open Street. Then you'll hear an interview with up-and-coming folk American artist Brian Belinsky. Kara McKinley then reports on environmental news with updates on school buses and sustainability. After that, Kara McKinley goes over national news with updates on the shooting death of Rayshard Brooks. Then Eliza Drotar goes over updates in CSU sports, including details on how to get your student tickets. To conclude today's show, I take a look at what Fort Collins has in store for the weather this week. Let's move right into campus. and. Lo- this is Kira McKinley reporting your campus news for Thursday, August 25th. Colorado has many resources for survivors of sexual assault. One of these resources is the Women's Gender and Advocacy Center. WDAC provides information on medical, emotional, and legal resources for survivors, and their services are always free of charge, according to Piper Russell of the Collegian. In other news, currently yoga is not an available treatment for patients suffering from brain injury, but two professors at CSU, Jocelyn Steffens and Erin Schmid, aim to change that. These professors have received two years of grant funding to research how yoga can help those who are suffering from a brain injury. The study they are conducting will see a patient's brain structures and functions change as a result of yoga. If you are an incoming freshman at CSU, you may be dreading going to the dining halls. Serena Bettis tackles this issue in her new article for The Collegian, Get the Most Out of Your Dining Hall Experience. Bettis suggests that one should make sure to utilize all of the dining halls and know their benefits and disadvantages. It may take a little while to find out which dining hall has the best options for each meal, but a freshman can absolutely have a good and healthy dining room experience. Thank you for listening to my CSU campus news updates. I'm Kira McKinley, and you're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Here's Portia Cook with your local news updates. I'm Portia Cook reporting your local news. Fire restrictions in unincorporated Larimer County will expire on Monday, August 29th. The Larimer County Sheriff's Office of Emergency Operations Director Justin Whiteswell recommended the fire restrictions expire due to increased moisture levels and cooler temperatures. According to Bethany Osborne of the Coloradoan, the U.S. Forest Service said monsoon season has helped decrease harsh drought conditions by adding moisture to grass, shrubs, and fallen trees. When asked if we are through the worst of fire season, Whitesell told the Coloradoan, quote, it's something we must monitor year-round. I think we'll be okay for the next two weeks, end quote. Activities that will be allowed after the fire restrictions are lifted include open fires, including camping and cooking fires, smoking out in the open, including on trails, in parks, or in open spaces, certain use of fireworks and firework displays, certain use of combustible devices, and outdoor welding. While fire restrictions will no longer be in place, Larimer County officials urge residents to continue practicing fire prevention and campfire safety. County officials will continue to monitor conditions and make recommendations on restrictions as conditions change. Larimer County reports its first two cases of the human West Nile virus this season. On August 23rd, the Larimer County Department of Health and Environment reported the first case of West Nile virus in Larimer County this season, with one individual residing in Berthoud and the other in Fort Collins. According to Tuesday's press release, West Nile is a viral infection spread to people through bites from infected colics mosquitoes. Symptoms can range from non-existent to severe, with the possibility of developing the West Nile fever, leading to hospitalization, critical illness, chronic disability, and even death. County officials urge residents to defend themselves against bites 
termites that could lead to contracting the virus by using EPA-registered mosquito repellent, avoiding exposure during peak colic feeding times, wearing long-sleeve shirts and pants, and removing standing water to eliminate mosquito breeding areas. The Larimer County Department of Health and Environment will continue to work with cities and towns, as well as Colorado State University, to monitor the risk of West Nile virus to Larimer County residents. Construction for the first homes in a 4,000-home development could begin as early as next year. Montava, known as the largest development in the history of Fort Collins in terms of land area, is a 4,000-home project planned to be built just west of the Budweiser plant in North Fort Collins. According to Pat Ferrier of The Coloradoan, project developers have submitted plans for a development review of 246 of the homes on about 47 acres of undeveloped land. If approved, this phase would be a mixed-density neighborhood consisting of 205 single-family homes and 41 single-family detached homes, with all homes ranging from 1,000 to 2,500 square feet. Once the review is finished, the Director of Community Development and Neighborhood Services will make the decision on how to proceed, although public comment will also be taken into consideration before decisions are made. If the development is approved, Montava will receive its construction permit for infrastructures like curbs, gutters, and streets, where they can then begin applying for building permits. Overall plans for the Montava development include a town center, community park, recreation facility, school sites, library, and a working farm. Due to the size, the entire project can take decades to complete. Because of this, the developers plan to break the project into three phases, with the first three phases taking four to five years to complete. The monkeypox vaccine is now available in Larimer County. On August 22nd, Larimer County Health Department announced the monkeypox vaccine is available to people considered to be at high risk for getting the virus. In Monday's press release, the Larimer County Department of Health and Environment said high-risk individuals are currently defined as anyone 18 and older who have had close physical contact with someone who has had the virus within the last 14 days. Health officials in Monday's press release are also defining high-risk individuals as, quote, anyone who is gay, bisexual, or other men who have had sex with men or transgender, non-binary, or gender-diverse people aged 18 years and older who have had multiple sexual partners in the last 14 days, have had sexual partners they did not previously know in the last 14 days, or who have had close physical contact with other people in a venue where anonymous or group sex may occur. End quote. As of Monday's press release, there are 182 cases of monkeypox in Colorado, including four in Larimer County. According to Larimer County health officials, anyone can become infected with monkeypox, and the virus can easily spread from one person to another through close contact. Health officials are defining close contact as close physical contact, including sex with an infected person who has sores, bumps, or lesions, or through prolonged exposure to respiratory droplets. Outside of physical contact, monkeypox can be contracted through touching bed linens and clothing. Symptoms of monkeypox include flu-like symptoms like fever, headache, muscle aches, swollen lymph nodes, and tiredness. Rash lesions or skin bumps typically occur within 1 to 14 days after the onset of fever. Health officials are urging anyone who tests positive for monkeypox to self-isolate until all lesions have scabbed and are replaced with new skin. I'm Portia Cook, and that's all for your local news today. Stay tuned for your entertainment news after the break. If you've missed any part of today's show, you can find us on kcsufm.com under news or podcast, or you can find us on Spotify or anywhere else you get your podcast by searching KCSU News. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins with DJ Smooth and Sylvie.
the Holiday Twin Drive-In is hosting the 2022 Rotary Peach Festival this weekend. This year's Peach Festival will feature live music from the School of Rock, Mariachi Sol de Mi Tierra with Fiesta Colorado Dance Company, Clark Street Station, and the Swashbuckling Doctor. Aside from music, attendees can enjoy various food and beer from local vendors and craft brewers. Aside from music, attendees can enjoy various music and beer from local vendors and craft brewers. The 2022 Rotary Peach Festival will take place on Sunday, August 27th at the Holiday Twin Drive-In from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Tickets for this event are $10 per person and can be purchased online at fortcollinspeachfestival.com. According to organizers, this year's Peach Festival will support community initiatives of the Rotary Club of Northern Colorado. The Pickle Barrel is hosting its first annual Pickle Fest. The Pickle Barrel in Old Town is throwing its first annual Pickle Fest as a way to celebrate those who have supported them. According to event details on Facebook, the Pickle Barrel, a staple sandwich shop in Fort Collins, has been in the area since 1988. The event will feature live music from Brett Hendricks, Moonstruck Melodies, and Poudre Valley Playboys, along with food tastings, games, giveaways, specials, and more. The first annual Pickle Fest will be held at the Pickle Bell. The first annual Pickle Fest will be held at the Pickle Barrel Deli on Saturday, August 27th from noon to 5 p.m. I'm Portia Cook, and that's all for your entertainment news. Now, an interview with up-and-coming folk American artist Brian Belensky. Welcome to another episode of the KCSU Music Podcast. This week, Brigid Bandel interviews musical artist Brian Belansky, an acoustic rock singer-songwriter whose music has taken him around the world. Hello to everyone, and welcome back to another artist interview. Uh, this week, we have a very special guest, Brian Belansky. Right. And before we get started, do you just want to introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners at all? Uh, just a little rundown of who you are. Well, well, sure, Bridget. And also, thank you very much for having me here on the station. I really appreciate it. I'm Brian Belansky from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm on a coast-to-coast United States tour promoting my new album, Brian's Super Happy Fun Time 2. Yes, I love that title, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, and the artwork. How did you come up with that title? Obviously, I mean, it's it seems like it would be an easy title to come up with, but what was like the inspiration behind that? Well, you know, it, a lot of times in the world, it seems like there's a lot of bad things going on, um, you know, especially when you watch the news and everything. So I really just wanted to make the the focus on my music, uh, you know, try to put the focus on the good things in life. And, and I feel like, you know, the things you focus on determine how your life's going to be. So if you focus on positive things instead of all the negative things in the world, not to say that there aren't bad things going on, but uh, if you... you you put your focus on on things that are good in the world. I feel like it uh it can improve the quality of your life. I love that. I love that so much. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and we're really happy to have you here at KCSU. Um, and let's just get into some basic questions. I know you're currently on tour right now, um, so I would love to just talk about that a little bit later and do a little promo for you. Um, but how did you first get into music? Oh well. 
to be honest, uh, I've been into music since literally before I was born. <laughs> my my parents were big uh, big in the music scene in uh, in in our hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. They used to go to mm-hmm. all kinds of concerts, underground independent bands. So uh, I actually had been going to concerts uh, when when my mom was pregnant with me. They they went to some concerts, and then all growing up, my my parents were the kind of parents that played records all the time: Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Pink mm-hmm. Floyd, and also a lot of underground independent stuff and uh so it's just literally been a part of my life my whole life so uh, when you know when as i got a little older it it stood to reason i'd learn how to play guitar and uh try to you know start start doing music as a career mm-hmm. i'm really jealous my parents didn't do that when i was in the womb i mean i feel <laughs> like i would turn out way cooler and as an artist um but were those your influences as well uh when you became an artist like led zeppelin uh the beatles all those or who were your influences well the beatles uh mostly and uh mm-hmm. also a lot of the uh the 90s alternative music like mm-hmm. nirvana um then also some stuff like tom petty rem uh ccr just kind of kind of all over the place but and then a lot of uh underground independent stuff that um just you know a lot of people probably wouldn't know if i started rattling off the names but <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff and, and, and just kind of you know, folk rock. I, I'm into a lot of punk, too. I also listen to a lot of classical uh, music as well. Oh, I love the switching of genres, too. Um, but I know you said you don't think anyone would, like, know any of the underground artists, but I'm just curious. Can you at least name, like, two underground artists that were influences? Oh, so like- sh- oh, sure. Well, uh, <laughs> to be honest, uh, well, Perubu is one of them, okay. uh, and th- they're a Cleveland, Ohio band, and that's actually the band that I um, that that I got to hear, uh, you know, before I was born. Mm-hmm. So they're really awesome. They're kind of like a, a weird new wave kind of band. Um, mm-hmm. Another another one, uh, uh, another Cleveland band, uh, the Pagans, and they were more like the the punk rock kind of in the vein of the Ramones. I guess they were kind of like Cleveland's version of the Ramones. I would say. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, a, a lot of that stuff because I'm originally from from uh, from Cleveland, Parma. Actually, it's a suburb of Cleveland. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. And then you know, growing up in in Charlotte, North Carolina, then huge REM fans because we had REM in the B52s mm-hmm. from not too far away and in Athens, Georgia. So a lot of you know a great a great music scene uh, down there back then and everything. So yeah, I just try to have as broad of, of you know influence as possible because I feel like you know variety is the spice of life yes I completely agree and uh being born in Ohio but then growing up in North Carolina how did that what was that like kind of and which one influenced you as an artist more would you say Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, you know, sometimes it was a little rough, uh, especially back. <laughs> it's it's a little different in Charlotte now than when when I when I was first you know growing up down there. But uh, it, it wasn't. Sometimes it was a little difficult being a northerner growing up in a southern city. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, f- for the most part, it was it was cool. I, I Got to admit, I I love the uh, love the food, love the southern food. Oh, <laughs> so I think nice. that's one of the the best things about uh, about that part of the country. It's love mm-hmm. like the barbecue, the fried fish stuff. And <laughs> not the healthiest food in the world, but it's really good. <laughs> no, I think that I have not been to the South yet. And I feel like that is like the only reason I want to go to the South is just to try the food because everyone says it's like the best ever. Um, and the music scene. Again, as you were saying, there's like REM down there, not too far. Um, which again, I'm jealous that Colorado, we have the Lumineers, which is cool, but like, oh, right, right. Yeah, yep. Don't really have any like bigger influences uh, like REM. So that's really cool. And do you think 
you know, growing up in kind of the same vicinity, not same vicinity as REM, but um, close to like that Southern music scene, did that influence you at all as an artist or did that inspire you at all or... Uh, it, it did actually, uh, and when I was first starting out, I actually took in a, a, a lecture that uh, REM's lawyer was giving about the the music business um, at a, at a college, a local college close to Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't a student at the college; I just showed up to the lecture, and I, I mentioned that to him, told him I was, you know, <laughs> starting out in music, and uh, he uh, he gave me all kinds of really good advice. Uh, um, you know, to, and, and said some of the things I've said just now to. Like, you know, uh, write as many songs as you can now when you're not like, you know, not famous, because if you ever start to get to do a lot with music, you'll you'll find that there is no time to write songs anymore. Mm -hmm. and, and he said, write as many different songs in as many different uh, styles and genres as possible. Mm -hmm. And that was some really good advice. And now that I'm uh, playing almost, you know, seven nights a week and sometimes two shows a day, I, I he was totally right about that <laughs> finding time to, to, you know, write songs part. And how did you learn how to write songs? Oh, well, you know, uh, my dad and my uncle actually taught me, taught me guitar. Uh, another uh, a good friend of mine, brother-in-law, uh, taught me some guitar also. And then I also just uh, got a bunch of books, and I, I'm more of a book learner. So mm -hmm. I did get some pointers from those folks I just mentioned, but uh, mostly just reading, you know, reading the guitar books. I'd finish my homework in high school, and then I'd spend like four or five hours, however much I could before it was time to go to bed, just, mm -hmm. you know, trying to learn all the chords and learning all my favorite Beatles and Nirvana songs and, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, I should take that advice because I'm trying to learn the guitar too. And I am trying to like learn or like read the sheets and everything and the tabs. And I'm just like, I cannot do this right now. So very jealous that again, you can do that. Um, but were you always, did you know that you could always sing or did you have to you know, join choir or do get lessons or do something to, you know, help you learn how to sing? Or were you just like naturally gifted? Oh, well, um, <laughs> I, it was a trial and error process. Mm -hmm. And if you hear some of the earlier albums uh, that I recorded uh, with my old band, not not my solo albums, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you, you'll see that it, there was a learning curve to learn how to sing. It was some yeah. trial and error involved. I d don't have any like professional training or anything uh, mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, like like with anything in life, I, I feel like like, you know, just like I said, like having a focus on the positive things in life. Um, you know, if you anything you focus on and put all your energy and attention into, uh, I mean, e even if it takes time, eventually, you know, anybody, I think anyone can improve at anything they want to if they really like put in the time. I, I think it was uh, Elon Musk that somebody asked him like what what his advice for anybody that wanted to be successful in whatever their field was. And he was like, just do whatever you do 20 hours every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh. <laughs> I think that's actually some really uh, pertinent advice uh, coming from Elon Musk there. Yeah, that is. And uh, I'm getting a really like positive vibe when it comes to your music. Um, but how would you describe your music to someone in passing? Well, uh, on the bio, it says, uh, if, imagine Nirvana and the Beatles had a kid together. So kind of like that, but uh, um, just to quote from the bio. But uh, in my own words, too, though, um, that, that was written uh, for me. No, I love that, though. Oh. I read that, and I was like, yeah, we have to book him for an art or interview. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks a bunch. Uh, um, but, you know, um, 
it's like, I, I kind of call it folk rock, I call it singer-songwriter. When I'm performing live, it's it's just me and my acoustic guitar. However, on my, on my solo albums, I am like playing all the instruments. Not all at the same time, like you see some of those one-man bands doing, but like I'll mm-hmm. I'll go and I'll play the guitar and then I record that, then come back, record the bass guitar, come back, uh, record the drums and record the vocals. Um, I, I do actually have uh, my producer playing percussion on some of the tracks on the new album. Rob mm-hmm. from Catalyst Recording in Charlotte, just got to give him a shout out. Yes, he, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's always happy when I do that. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, so the live show, just me and, me and my acoustic guitar, uh, it sounds definitely a little different than the album versions of the songs. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I typically say folk rock, singer-songwriter, um, you know, but as some people have called me Americana, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some kind of, uh, kind of, you know, go across it like uh, cross genre kind of thing, which which is actually mm-hmm. really great because I like you know being able to play a lot of different kinds of venues and and you know have my music heard by a lot of different kinds of audiences. Mm-hmm. I love cross genres because I feel like genres don't exist anymore. Um, I agree. <laughs> so that's perfect. Um, and you did mention how. Uh, in-studio versions are kind of different than the live studio versions. They're more stripped down. Um, which ones do you, like, prefer? Do you think uh, the live ones are more powerful since it's just you and a guitar? Or do you just enjoy the experience in the studio with your producer making those songs? Oh, that's another really good question. Uh, you know, the studio is really fun, and mm-hmm. it is really fun to hear, like, the songs all dressed up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I write the song, you know, uh, sitting in my rehearsal space with my acoustic guitar, I'll sit there and imagine, like, how everything's going to go in my head. And then, you know, it's really great to see, like, like, a creation process. I'm sure, like, artists probably feel the same way when they're, like, painting a picture, like, as they go from that first brush stroke to the, the completed painting. So, so mm-hmm. that's really fun but but like you mentioned it is it's great like performing live too because it, it is like you know it, it can get really uh it can get really soulful sometimes and a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of you know the songs are, are positive and a lot of them are about like some really deep spiritual things to me also so um sometimes yeah yeah playing live is is great doing the stripped down versions because you can just really get that emotion across to the audience mm-hmm. and since we're talking about playing live, what has been your favorite performance in your career so far? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, so I really enjoyed playing the Troubadour Club in London. Uh, me, me me, being a big fan of the British, like, invasion of the 60s, mm-hmm. <laughs> get, getting to play London was like a dream come true. Yeah. Uh, another one of my, my favorite uh, concerts ever was uh, the Icarus Rock Festival in uh, in Crete, in, in the island uh, that's part of Greece. Oh, uh, wow. The, part of uh, the Icarus Artist Commune, some really... Really cool, cool folks down there that run a run a commune for artists, and uh, they put on a big festival a few years that they uh, allowed me to headline. So that was one of the biggest crowds I've ever played to. And then this isn't exactly a venue, but uh, back mm-hmm. in 2016, I had the opportunity to perform in the Charlotte, North Carolina Thanksgiving's Day Parade. <gasps> they had me on what? a float, like going down the, you know, down the parade street, and uh, there were over a hundred thousand people in attendance that day. So, definitely uh, the largest uh, crowd I'd ever played to there on that float in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. So that was crazy. Yeah. Um, but um, 
Those yeah. two are insane. <laughs> First off, a Thanksgiving Day parade. Like, I would <laughs> pee my pants. That's, like, so exciting. And also just doing a festival in on the island of Greece. Like, what was that like, just being... In Greece, like, what was that experience like? Oh, that that was really exciting because that was actually my first trip to Europe. I, I've done uh, a four four European tours, but mm-hmm. the the very first one was uh, exclusively to to headline the the Icarus Rock Festival, and yeah, yeah it was it was so exciting, especially because all growing up, I've always been really interested in in uh, Greco Roman history and mythology. So getting to see like you know uh, we we took a day off to go see like the Acropolis and Ooh. and uh, the the ruins at Gnosis in Crete. So it was. It was amazing. It was like a dream come true. And like you can feel the history in the air of the place. It's just like got a real, real magical aura and vibe to mm-hmm. it in, in Greece. It's it's great. And the people are super friendly and they really liked uh they really liked the American rock and roll too. So mm-hmm. and sorry to go on a tangent of Greece because I just like I had to ask because no that worries. sounds like a dream. <laughs> um but going back to kind of that uh sixties, you know. British invasion that we all love. Um, if you could choose any era of music to kind of live through, what would you choose? Would that be the 60s or what era would you most want to like live through or be an artist in too? Oh, that's a that's a great, great question as well. Uh, you know what? I always like to say the 50s I, and I always said mm-hmm. like, I wish I could like go back in time and, 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 you know, play like <laughs> just play some of the, the hits and, and back in the fifties. <laughs> but, um, you know what? I really, I'm, I, I love the sixties and the seventies. So that's, it's like a really hard question to answer. I mm-hmm. think the fifties, like late fifties, if I could mm-hmm. pick like any time period, cause I'm also like really big into like the, 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 uh, like the Elvis Presley stuff. And like, you know, in the old days when they were like the greasers and, and oh, yeah. <laughs> the, you know, the leather jackets, the yeah. black leather jackets and the grease. <laughs> back here I'm, I'm a big fan of that like the oldies rock and roll stuff too so i think i'd have to pick the 50s that is a great answer i fully support that i like i totally forgot about the greasers too as soon as he said that i was like okay the 50s is my answer as well <laughs> um but going back to kind of live shows i know you're currently on tour um so what has been your favorite city you've hit so far and what city are you most excited to go to Oh wow! Well, they have all been great. They've all been really great um, so far. Every uh, you know, and and I've gone through you know, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, and New Mexico to to arrive here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Every every venue has treated me really good. I don't think I can really say that that there's one in particular. Uh, I will say I'm actually kind of uh you know. Uh, kind of excited about all these Colorado shows uh, that mm-hmm. I, you know, and there's there's a ton of them coming up in Denver, Boulder, Lions, and and you know, uh, that way too many to to list right now. But um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, Colorado is just such a beautiful state, and and uh, you know, uh, the natural beauty, and not not to mention, you notice as you travel around that sometimes like people just seem a little friendlier in some places than others. So everybody mm-hmm. s- seems really friendly in Colorado, and I'm just I'm I'm really excited to uh, to play the performances I have uh, here, as well as uh. You know, uh, tonight I'm going to be up there in Wyoming. So, you know, it's just all kinds of great places. It's it's too too hard for me to pick pick one that's, mm-hmm. that's been the, the favorite because they've all yeah. been really great and really nice audiences. Well, good. I'm glad that you're having nice audiences and I'm glad that Colorado gives off a nice vibe. That's all we want here. Um, but when are you coming back to Colorado and Wyoming? Are you coming back later in May as well or are you staying here 
Or yeah, right? Oh yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually going to be in Denver uh, Friday, uh, yeah. and I'm in Lyons and Boulder Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. Parker Sunday. And then I'm actually going to be back here. You know, I'm going up up north through Wyoming, Montana, uh, uh, Idaho, Utah, Oregon, and Washington. But then I'm like hanging the U-turn and coming all the way back down. And I'll be right back here in Colorado uh, May 17th. And I'll be here all, all that week, actually, mm-hmm. the week of uh, Tuesday, May 17th through um, Saturday the 21st. Well, that's perfect. I'm glad that you're spending a lot of time around this neck of the woods. Um, what has tour been like for you? Are you guys on a big bus? Are you guys in a van? What's that kind of like? Let's hear oh. about the tour experiences <laughs> and stories. Right. Well, it's just me. I, I travel yeah. completely alone. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, for for years and years, I traveled in a uh, a Ford Econoline van, but I <laughs> yes. recently upgraded. I'm I'm now uh, in a in a Toyota Tundra long bed truck. So, um, so it's, it's brand new too. It's got all the, all the bells and whistles. So it's, it's kind of nice. Uh, I actually like sold the old van, uh, back, back home in Charlotte. There's a friend of mine who, uh, who is homeless and he was living in his vehicle and his vehicle actually broke down. So it, it was really sad for me to part with the old van just because I had done coast to coast tours with that, that van for many years. But, mm-hmm. um, you know uh, my, that that friend of mine needed it, and he he was very happy to uh, to get that from me. So and and the new the new vehicle, the truck is it's awesome. Um, you know I I took the back seat out of the back, and I, I made a little like living room for me, and then I've got all my equipment in the back. So uh, yeah, I pretty much uh, I, I I ride around in the truck. I've got like my little solar generator to you know have power at night mm-hmm. if I want to pull out my laptop and get to work promoting all my all my shows and uh, and. And yeah, yeah, it's 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 great. I I love it. It's um, you know, it's it's a great vehicle. So and figured yeah. brand new tour and everything. Uh, get a get a brand new vehicle and, and uh, exactly. ride it in style. <laughs> no, I love that. And has there any has? Well, sorry, it's too early in the morning right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, has right? Has there been any like uh, standout stories on tour or any like mishaps that you just like? Or like funny tour stories when you're just alone in your truck. Has there been anything that's happened that <laughs> stood out to you? Oh well, you know it, it, it's funny. So I am just about like three weeks into the tour, so nothing too crazy has happened okay. yet. Good, uh, th- there good. have been some crazy <laughs> things that have happened in, on some of my previous tours. Oh, let's hear about it. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know there was a there was a car chase in one of the tours. <gasps> uh, <laughs> and, um, so so typically, you know what? Um, uh, you know, being an independent artist, uh, I, I don't typically, I'm not able to afford to live in ho- or, or stay in hotels a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I might do it to treat myself once in a blue moon, but I usually I'm sleeping in the truck. And for a while, what I would do is, uh, uh, sleep in the, the national forests where it's free to camp. Cause I'm also a really big, uh, nature enthusiast. I actually, uh, when, when COVID hit a couple years ago and there was no live music, I was doing a thing called Brian's nature show on my YouTube channel and just going from different national forests and filming like the different cool stuff that I, I saw and just kind of talking about what it's like camping, you know, the no frills camp, and, and how to, you know, 
properly take care of the campsites and not leave litter and like, you know, leaving mm-hmm. tips like that. Yeah. But uh, when I was an amateur at doing that in the national forests, I, I wound up in one where it was, uh, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And some, some folks accused me of stealing their firewood and uh, m- both myself and my band had to get out of there real quick. And we were being chased by some guys down a mountain. <laughs> like it was, it was something out of an Indiana Jones movie. It was, it was crazy. So, but uh as as far as this tour though like the the uh like the you know maybe just uh being in some really small towns in the south somebody like telling me they didn't have a bathroom (laughs) in in a gas station in a real rural place where there's like nothing for miles and miles in any direction and it's kind of like you know uh you mentioned it's like it's early in the morning. I drink a lot of coffee because I have a lot of like, uh, you know, early mornings and late nights. So mm-hmm. so having to go to the bathroom sometimes a challenge uh, yeah. when you're going through some pretty uh, desolate uh, parts of the country. But uh, the girl is like, we don't have a bathroom. And I, I kind of, wa- you know, kind of want to be like, so do you just hold it the whole time while you're yeah. at work? But but then, of course, <laughs> I was like, don't say that, Brian. That's not. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> I can't even believe you got chased out of a park. That's just still like in my head. I can't believe that <laughs> happened. Um, I couldn't either when it happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. But I, it seems like you really enjoy tour and um, I'm glad that you're able to tour all these places. Um, is there anywhere that you haven't been yet that you're just like, you really want to go? Well, there are uh, there are four of the states here in the U.S. that I have not been to, and uh, those are Maine, Rhode Island, uh, Hawaii, and Alaska. So, oh, yep, <laughs> only four states though that you haven't been to. Like that's yep. that's impressive. Oh, thank you, thank yes. you. <laughs> but out of the those four, which ones do you like? Dream state. I should say. Oh, wh- Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I knew that was gonna be the obvious answer. I was like, you can also go to the beach. Well, like, well Alaska. Yeah. Though, I'm, I'm a like, a, mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier before the interview, I'm kind of a big fan of the cold. So I, I oh, think yeah. Alaska is actually a really close second there yeah. to, to, uh, to do that. Of you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, definitely those two, uh, for sure. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, of course, not. N- nothing against Maine and Rhode Island. I'd really no. like to uh, go to both of those two, yeah. and especially a uh, big Stephen King fan. So with him being from Maine, I've always kind of wanted to see like what what inspired all his like great novels up there in Maine. It seems mm-hmm. like an, a very interesting place up there. Yeah, no, we love Maine and Rhode Island. They're just they're like little <laughs> uh, like getaways, you yeah, know, but yeah. it's Hawaii, <laughs> you know, the beach. Um <laughs> But is there a dream also venue that you would like love to play eventually out of just not in the United States? It could be in the United States, but just in general. Oh, wow. Uh, I know this might sound a little crazy, but no, uh, nothing um, nothing sounds crazy here at KCSU, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> well, well, great. Thank you, Bridget. By the way, I'm having a great time here at KCSU. Oh, and and thanks, thanks again for having me on, on this show. Yeah. Great questions, by the way. Oh, thank um, you. I, I think uh, and, and this is something I've actually actively pursued. I would love to perform in Antarctica because that is wow. uh, that's one of the most difficult places to travel actually. You have to be an employee of one of the scientific research stations down there like y- you or I couldn't just like call up an airline or or go online and get a get an uh, air ticket to Antarctica. You actually have to um 
do a six month contract to do some kind of work at the scientific research center, but they do have a venue in the scientific research centers <laughs> and they have concerts every Friday and Saturday night. So I was like, you know what? I could just like get a job as a server at the restaurant in the scientific research center and play, yeah. play every Friday and Saturday night. Um, so that's actually kind of my, my dream venue to go uh, play, play one of the scientific research centers in Antarctica. That is the best answer I think I've ever heard. I was definitely you know the obviously like Wembley Stadium you know or something like that but Antarctica I never thought of that and now I'm not even an artist but I want to go see a concert in the little venue at in Antarctica so I hope that happens for you I will make it happen we will help you know here at KCSU <laughs> we will email them for you oh if <laughs> thank you um but I definitely want to go kind of switch gears and go back to your album um what was the inspiration behind brian's super happy fun times too i know we talked about that kind of when we were talking about the title but uh what was oh what was that creative process like and what did you want your fans to get out of it well, uh, so Brian's Super Happy Fun Time 1 came out in 2020, uh, and and actually, so I, I had an 11-month tour scheduled that year, and of course, the, the world closed down, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, we lost a lot of people, and, and uh, you know, a lot of businesses went under, and that was, that was a really bad year, uh, it was a really hard year for, for a lot of people, and um, so... Brian's super happy fun time too is is me trying to pick up where we left off and you know we as the world as 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 humanity in general have have been through some really hard times and and Brian's super happy fun time too for me it, it represents uh, the the world you know trying to get back to being in a good place and having fun and having a good time I think the world is ready to enjoy music and have a good time again and I would just love to be the soundtrack to, to mm-hmm. the, the return of good times and letting the good times come back. And I love that. I love that you want to be the soundtrack of the good times. I, I mean, I listened to the album too, and I completely agree. That's the vibe I get off. And what was that creative process like? I know we, again, touched kind of earlier in the interview that it's you and your producer and you kind of playing all the instruments, but wh- how long did it take? What were those hours like? And like, where did you record it? Just like, what was that process like creating it? Oh, well, <laughs> it took a long time to record. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh like like I know a lot of people like you know the the whole COVID thing was it was uh you know, it it brought a lot of people down and and I'm, you know, it kind of brought me down too. It was mm-hmm. like it was kind of a struggle. I I dealt with some writers block for a while just because, you know, but I just mm-hmm. you know, just had to, you know, did a lot of soul searching and I was like, you know what? I mean, if 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 being positive is, is kind of like, you know, working hard and being positive is kind of my motto. So I was like, well, this is it, you know, this is your chance to prove that like you could, you can stick through like the hardest of times. So I actually, uh, you, you know, it, after I got done doing the national forests and the YouTube show, Brian's nature show, I actually went back to Charlotte and while, while live music venues were still closed, I worked three jobs and was, uh, writing and recording songs in between working those three jobs. And, uh, I have my own rehearsal space where I recorded, uh, about half of the album. And then the other half was recorded at, at catalyst recording, uh, in Charlotte with Rob. And, uh, you know, it, it took a while. Like, like I said, the, the super happy fun time one 
came out in 2020 and and this uh this brand new one just came out this year in January so but it, it just gave me a lot of time to reflect and a lot of time to just you know really reaffirm to myself that you know like when when the going gets tough the tough get going I mean that you just mm-hmm. have to if it's your calling card to be positive and and you know s- have a good attitude no matter what life throws at you then you know I was like well it's it's time to prove that uh you know I put my money where my mouth is, mm-hmm. and it seems like there's a lot of lessons that you learned throughout making this album um, for yourself and just in life in general. But were there anything that you or any lessons that you learned that you'll utilize when making your next album, or anything after making this album that you realize like is a must have on the album creating process in the future? Oh, uh, well. You know, I'm definitely already writing some songs for Brian's Super Happy Fun Time 3. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> yep, yep. Th- thank you. And thank you, by the way, for taking the time to listen to the whole album. I really appreciate that, Of course, Bridget. of course. And, um, you know, I, I think basically just going to, uh, you know, I, I think the thing I learned from recording the Fun Time 2 is just a... Uh, you know, like like I said, just keep up with the 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 positive, the positivity in the songs, and if anything, try to double down on that, and just you know, really try to write songs that that just make people feel good and put a smile on people's face. Uh, and, and going back to this tour, uh, sometimes I'll walk into a venue, and sometimes people kind of have some some frowny faces on, and I'm like, all right. This is my it's my my chance to like turn those frowns upside down and mm-hmm. and it's it's really great to see some people that looked like they weren't having the best day when I first start performing by the end of the performance they're smiling and they're uh you know they they they, they it seems like their mood has done a 180 so mm-hmm. yeah I I feel like you know that there's just uh just being able to be kind to, to each other in the world I mean there's there's the, 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 you cannot understate the importance of that and if everybody would just take a chance to just be kind to everyone. I mean, I think the world would be a, a better place than it is. Oh, I completely agree with you. And we just have a couple more questions for you and just kind of about the future and the music industry in general, because we've been talking about kindness a lot. And for me personally, the one thing I can change would want to change in the music industry is just add more kindness and like uh, acceptance, I would say. And what would you change in the music industry if you can change one thing? Oh, wow. You know what? I I agree with you 100% on that. Um, There are a lot of great people in the music industry. Uh, In the Mm -hmm. the old old school, you know, the old model, like back before there was the internet and, you know, you had to be on a record label to be able to do like anything noteworthy. Um, Some of those people, I think maybe, you know, it's time for them to you know, hang it up and stop making decisions. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there, sometimes there is some cutthroat stuff in the, in the entertainment industry, but you know, like I said, I mean, that is the exception to the rule. I think, you know, these days, uh, and the fact that the internet has made so many people be able to get out there and just, you know, anybody can record their own music. Anybody can put their own music out on the internet. And if they work hard to promote it, can get some, some attention built around it. So honestly, I mean, I think things are going in, in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I honestly, honestly, I think, I think things are going really good. I mean, I'm, uh, it, it feels great to be back on tour after everything closing down. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I think, you know what, if, if we just keep at it and keep it up, uh, you know, within the music industry, I feel, and just the teamwork thing, I think like, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of, uh, 
a lot of positivity between other musicians and like, well, just like people like you, you here at, at, at KCSU, you know, I mean, I think that is really wonderful what you guys do here to support independent artists like myself. And I, I really appreciate it. And I think, you know, if people like you keep doing what you do and people like me keep doing, you know, yeah. what I do, then, you know, I think uh, music can touch a lot of people's lives in a lot of profound ways. Yeah. And I'm really excited for the future in the music industry. I think it's going to definitely change. And I completely agree with you. It's now the age of the internet and you don't need a label so I'm really excited to see what the future holds um, for yourself though what kind of accomplishments do you see yourself making in the next five ten years we're gonna give a big long ten years you know <laughs> or want to see yourself what are some goals you have you know what I, I'd love to just honestly keep doing what I'm doing uh, I'd you know I'd like to maybe just you know it, keep doing what I'm doing, to be yeah. honest. Uh, maybe upgrade, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe throw a camper on the truck. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be really nice. Uh, and, you know, mm -hmm. just if I, if I can make enough, you know, enough money at my performances to be able to fix the things that break and, you know, pay my pay my rent back home and pay my phone bill, then I am 100% happy. I'd honestly just like to keep doing what I'm doing and, you know, mm -hmm. just just uh, my, my only, like, goal is to just, you know, reach more people, to just get uh, get more mm -hmm. people interested and, and, and you know, put, put more people onto my music because uh, I, I think, you know, I think a lot of people would enjoy it, and it's sometimes it's, yeah. and that is the the flip side of the internet. Sometimes it's kind of hard to to you know be found since there is like so so much content out there. But mm -hmm. once again, luckily, thanks to people like like you, uh, mm -hmm. Bridget here at, at KCSU, and and you know people like you at great great radio stations all over the country mm -hmm. help people like me you know stand out. Yeah, and that's what my job is here for, and I like I love it. That's my favorite part of the job. Um, uh, yeah, but I just want to know if there's anything else you would like to add. Um, I've kind of hit all the questions. Is there anything that you kind of wish I asked? Yeah, little promotion or anything like that? Oh, oh no, honestly, uh, you these have been great questions, and I really appreciate it. It's been a great time here. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd just like to mention I'm uh, at the Great Untamed in Laramie, Wyoming tonight. I know it's a little bit of a drive from from uh, Fort Collins, but uh, real beautiful up there, and uh, I, I'm going to be playing with uh, Mads Alexandrite and the Wailing Gaze at the Great Untamed, and I it is a mead bar. They specialize in mead. So, you know, so. In mead? <laughs> yeah, interesting stuff. <laughs> I so. don't even think I know what that is. Yeah, that, that the spiced mulled wine thing. So oh. kind of interesting stuff. Yeah. There. But, uh, but yeah, Great Untamed in Laramie, Wyoming. So mm -hmm. that's where I'll be tonight. And uh, yep, that's all I had. Yes, that's a quick drive. I hope people make it out uh, for your concert. And I'm really excited for you to come back uh, to Colorado in May and hit all the shows in Colorado as well. Boulder, Parker, Denver. That's like really exciting. I'm really excited for you. And I just want to thank you for coming on for a little interview. It was really fun talking to you and getting to know you. Oh, well, thank you for having me, Bridget. I appreciate it. It was a real pleasure talking with you too. Yeah, of course. And before we go, when do you think Brian's Super Happy Fun Time 3 will come out? I know you just started writing songs, but do you have anything for our listeners to kind of Look forward to in the next year, maybe uh, two. Uh, you know what? I I may uh, what what I typically do, and I did this with Brian. Super happy fun time too. I may re like release a uh, 
I, I doubt it's going to come out this year because uh, still mm-hmm. still super busy do, promoting the oh, Brian yeah. Super Happy Fun Time 2. But probably going to uh, drop a single for Brian Super Happy Fun Time 3 at some point later this year. And then, right. you know, maybe maybe 2023. I guess it just depends on how, how busy or unbusy I stay with being on the road. So, you know, it's kind of I kind of just play it by ear and see how things go. Okay, well, I hope that our listeners are on the lookout for that single. Um, No rush on your next album. I was just curious. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Uh, Yeah, of course. (laughs) And I hope you listeners go check out his album, Brian's Super Happy Fun Time 2. They can find it on all streaming services, right? And Bandcamp? Oh, absolutely. anywhere else that they can find this album at? Uh, Pretty much every, any, you know, the digital distributor, it's it's on everything. Pretty much anywhere that they have music, uh, Brian's Super Happy Fun Time uh, 2 is there uh, under my... My name, Brian Belansky. Yes, of course. And make sure you go check out a show um, if you're in Colorado or if you're in Wyoming or Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Utah, anywhere. Make sure you go check out a show. And I want to thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much, Bridget. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. This has been an episode of the KCSU Music Podcast. For more episodes, search KCSU wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bike Co-op is an organization whose mission is to build community through bicycling. They provide the tools and expertise to help fix up any bike, new or old. Hours of operation are Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, 2 to 5 p.m., and Sunday from noon to 6 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page, for Collins Bike Co-op, or email info at fcbikecoop.org. Today in environmental news, in 2022, the Grizzly Creek Fire burned 51 square miles of land near I-70. Bruce Finley from the Denver Post describes the effects of these burns as, quote, the fire burned away trees and shrubs that once stabilized super steep cliffs, leaving chutes and gullies like reloaded guns above the millions of cars and trucks rolling below the Colorado River, end quote. Even a quarter inch of rain for a small amount of time can cause I-70 to shut down now as a result of this fire, according to Finley. He said that the aftermath of the fire has caused the highway to shut down 25 times for anywhere from 1 to 12 hours. In other environmental news, on May 20th, the Environmental Protection Agency announced that $500 million was now available to go towards bringing school buses into the future of renewable energy and sustainability. On August 10th, officials from the EPA 
EPA met with Aurora Public School representatives to discuss revamping their buses and ushering them into sustainability. EPA Deputy Administrator Janet McCobb said, quote, I applaud the state of Colorado for making clean school buses a priority and setting aside millions of dollars to help transition their fleets. Through our partnership with Colorado and funding made possible through the bipartisan infrastructure law, we can help every kid in Colorado have a healthy ride to school, end quote. Colorado's work with the EPA will allow the state to take another big step into sustainability. Thank you for listening to my environmental news updates. Radio vibes. Oh, I got you, BB. You know that college radio is more than just the Coachella lineup, right? It's also like metal and sports and EDM and news and jazz and KCSU, where college radio is more than just college radio. In national news, there's currently a case against two officers who shot and killed Rayshard Brooks in June of 2020. Brooks failed a sobriety test in front of a Wendy's given by the officers. Then they began to fight. Brooks took one of the officers' tasers and began to run, then turned around and pointed the taser at one of the officers. Then that officer shot Brooks in the back two times, killing him. After the shooting, there are many claims that the officer kicked Brooks while another stood on him. The prosecutor is set to make their decision in the case against these officers very soon, according to to CNN. In other news, if you've had to deal with your flight being canceled recently, you aren't alone. Over 1,300 flights in the United States as of Monday night were canceled, while over 7,500 flights have been delayed, according to FlightAware. Airfields in Texas have seen a huge amount of cancellations recently due to extreme weather conditions, according to CNN. CNN found that hundreds of flights were canceled, while half the flights were delayed at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. This was due to heavy rain and flooding in the area. On Tuesday, August 23rd, Moderna asked the FDA to approve their updated booster shot that would help combat the new highly contagious BA.5 Omicron variant. Moderna's updated booster shot would allow people 18 and older to get the shot. Pfizer put in a similar request to release an updated booster shot, but their shot would be available to those 12 and older, according to NBC. Thank you for listening to my national news updates. I'm Kira McKinley. Now on to Eliza Jorder for your RMR Sports Report. Welcome back, students. This is Eliza for your RMR Sports Report. In women's soccer news, the team is starting at 1-1, one and one, winning against Utah Tech on Thursday the 18th, 2-1, and losing on Sunday 3-0 against Utah. CSU women's volleyball is right around the corner, with their first game happening on Friday, August 26th here in Fort Collins against North Carolina to start a six-game homestand to end out August and to begin September. Student tickets are now on sale. If you are interested, go to csurams.evenue.net to get your student tickets for basketball, volleyball, and every other sport that will be happening this fall and spring. And if you are looking forward to football just like I am, be ready for September 3rd, where the first game of the season under new head coach Jay Norvell will begin and take place at 10 a.m. at Michigan in Ann Arbor. Also on September 3rd, there will be a cross-country meet to the Wyoming Invite in Cheyenne, Wyoming. My name is Eliza Drozier. This has been your RMR Sports Report.
I'm Portia Cook with your Fort Collins weather forecast for today, Thursday, August 25th. Today was warm and partly cloudy with scattered thunderstorms and temperatures in the high 80s. Friday, expect partly cloudy skies in the morning and possible showers and thunderstorms throughout the afternoon and into the night with a high of 86 and a low of 58. Saturday continues with sunny and partly cloudy skies and a 14% chance of rain with temperatures in the 90s. As for Sunday, there will be intervals of clouds and sunshine with a 17% chance of rain and low to moderate winds. And for next week's weather, you can tune into the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review only on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I'm Portia Cook with your KCSU News and Information comes from the Weather Channel. And that's all for today. We just want to thank you, Damien Castile, for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. We'd like to thank our guests today, our news producer, Reese Granger, as well as the rest of the staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. And I'd like to thank you, Portia. And I'd like to thank you, Kira. And finally, we couldn't do this without you. Dear listener, thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under news or podcast. You can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we'll see you next time.